Hey, you made it. Welcome to the Mindful Fit Life Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Fennell, health and fitness expert, retired IFBB pro, and international cover model. In this show, we cover the mindset and habit changes so you can stop the yo-yo dieting and your sabotaging behaviors. Are you ready for this? Let's get into it. Welcome to episode five of the Mindful Fit Life podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Fennell. I am so excited for today. I have my very first guest onto our show, and I am delighted to introduce you to Stephanie Morrison. Stephanie, I met in 2013 in School for Holistic Nutrition, and our relationship, our worlds, our growth has changed so much since we've met, uh, you know, with, with everything. And she is such a wealth of knowledge for mindfulness, for self-love, for a positive body image, and just really coming into a happiness within your life and a wholeness within your life and doing that through yoga, through meditation, and through a really mindful, mindful approach to life. So I'm so excited to introduce you to her and this episode. And we talk a lot about self-love and getting yourself to that happy place in life. Because is that not what we all want? It's not necessarily the body that you are after or the health. It's a feeling and it's a way of life that you want. And this, this conversation with her really dives into a lot of those intricate details and those, those things that you can bring into your life outside of that nutrition and outside of that training that perhaps maybe you've put so much focus on for changing your life. When we can change our internal environment, when we can become really present and connected with who we are and what makes us happy, boy, that's when our world completely, completely explodes. So let me introduce you to Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Uh, I have to say that you are my first guest, and I just have to say thank you for coming on and you know sharing your wealth of wisdom and knowledge with my community. I know that we come from maybe very different worlds. You're an entrepreneur, a businesswoman like myself, and we both have very very different audiences, but I thought it would be great to bring you on and just allow my audience to perhaps see a different side of their physical transformation and not always, always focusing on that external world. So uh, give a little intro of who you are and I know how awesome you are, but if you just want to uh, say a brief hello to the audience and let them know about yourself and what you do. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Sarah. I'm so excited to be here and obviously, um, we've worked together in the past. So like, I wouldn't want to be on any other podcast. So thank you so much for, for having me. Um, so a little bit about me and what I do. So I met Sarah in holistic nutrition school. So I am a holistic nutritionist. Um, I'm also a yoga teacher as well, and I teach meditation. So I'm a huge believer in that entire mind, body, soul connection. And I bring that into my work with my clients in a one-on-one setting and I, I also do a lot of group programs as well, so group t- detoxes and cleanses as well. Um, yeah, I'm at a number of studios in the GTA area, so Toronto, Mississauga, and I love teaching. I love guiding people through meditation and mindfulness and, yeah, just bringing it all together. Awesome, awesome. And I think, you know, we both can agree about the, the, the growth that I know I have and that you have had over the years. And I'd love for you to share with us um, 
remembering a time in your life where you felt very unhealthy and unfit, both physically and spiritually, and and what that moment looked like and felt like for you? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. So um, to be honest, I grew up very, very active. So I come from a, an athletic background. I played competitive softball growing up. I played hockey. I was a track runner. Um, and it was actually leaving high school, going into university. That's when I actually stopped all physical activity. And it was the first moment in my life that I realized how important it is to be physically active, right? Um, and that's that period, although I had an amazing time in university, those four years I found very challenging. I look back and there were many aha moments where um, I just look back and there was, there was a lot of times where there was a, a deep um, unfulfillment and I was very lost. I didn't know what my passion was. I didn't know what my purpose was. Um, So I physically, I wasn't moving my body, but also spiritually and emotionally, I was very, very lost. And I think growing up, sports was such a big part of my life that when that was removed, I kind of lost my sense of identity. And um, yeah, and then I started, you know, drinking and partying and I was using that as my numbing mechanism for for so many years. Um, and then it was after university that I found Lululemon, started working for them, started introducing yoga and mindfulness that my journey really began to, to change. But it was, yeah, I would say those four years, those university years, um, I definitely spiritually unhealthy, physically unhealthy. Um, and I just, I wasn't, I wasn't happy. Like my soul just felt so um unaligned and I didn't, I wasn't using, you know, terms or words like that back then. But, um, looking back, I was in a, in a place of a lot of anxiety. And, um, even if I didn't acknowledge it back then, there, there was probably a little bit of depression going on as well. Mm -hmm. It's interesting when we come out of those, those phases and and can feel so different and feel so revived basically. And you don't even realize the, like what you said, that state of almost depression from like not just a physical component, but that that spiritual component as well too. Yeah, I didn't even know though, like looking back at that time on the outside, everything was fine. But looking back to where I am now and how much I've evolved spiritually, it's night and day difference, right? But you don't, you don't always um, know when you're in that moment, right? So mm-hmm. sometimes you have to evolve first and then you look back. And then you can you can see how far you've come. Yeah, I think I think coming out of high school in those early twenty stages, we we feel like we have it all together, but it's really that that point of trying to find yourself, and we fall into other people's expectations and other people's demands on us, and that's when when yeah, you can fall into drinking or the party world, or I got into like drugs really bad, and just coming out of that massive depression. And I think, you know, a lot of women who listen to this too, it's not until maybe you're in your late 20s and 30s where you almost have this wake up moment of, you know, what am I doing with life and why do I not feel fulfilled? And that's where I think if people don't open up to that path of discovering who they are and what makes them happy, and this is where people run into like midlife crisis Mm -hmm. because you get further into your 30s or 40s and you wake up and you're like, what am I doing with my life? (laughs) 
Absolutely, absolutely. And this is why I'm a huge, this is why I'm so excited to be here today. Because yes. We're all about your soul purpose, right? And really being in alignment. And if you're not taking that time out to connect to your soul, then that's where you're going to end up when you're 40 or 50 or maybe even sooner, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is why it's an essential part of holistic health and just overall vitality and well-being. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love holistic health too with, I come from such that very fitness background and, you know, sort of the women listen to this, they're so focused on training and nutrition and how does my body look and all these numbers and everything has to be so systematized that learning about holistic health and just allowing that ease and peace within your body from the way it functions to the way that you think, it actually does way more physically to your body than all that hardcore training and running your body into the ground. Yeah, absolutely. I think we, I think it was in school where we learned that apple test and you can say those positive affirmations to an apple. So you can cut an apple in half, right? Half of the apple you say positive affirmations to. And then the other half of the apple you say a lot of negative things. So like you're mean, you're ugly, you're unworthy. Um, and then positive, you're, you're beautiful, you're worthy. And the one that you're sending the negative energy to goes a lot it goes moldy a lot quicker and you can do that experiment at home, right? It's such an mm-hmm. easy little experiment. And you know, there's been research with the, the water experiment as well, right? Positive affirmations to different types of water and that the positive water had these beautiful, you know, snowflakes and crystals. And then the other one was all distorted. Um, and that just, I mean, we're primarily water, right? We're like 80% water. So imagine if we are saying those negative things to ourselves, what, internally the inflammation that's happening inside the body the um how it's affecting the the immunity right your overall Mm -hmm. that's why you see some people and they're just glowing right maybe they're not pick maybe they're not like that perfect um image in in what society says is perfect but you look at them and you're like wow you're beautiful and that's that internal work that that individual is doing absolutely I love 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 that and I think like that self-love that self inner work it's so hard and especially as females right I mean you look at sort of what's expected of us or people who you see on the cover of magazines and we put such high high expectations on ourselves Um, and I know that you know your world is not really primarily focused on that that outer image but do you ever have self-image issues or confidence issues yourself um (laughs) I've come a really long way (laughs) I'll tell you a funny little story actually because my my best friend likes to always remind me of this yeah she's she's gonna listen to this podcast so (laughs) um (laughs) um in I guess yeah it was in high school so I'm a redhead I know you can't see me right now in this podcast, but I'm I'm a natural redhead, ginger, and um, you know as gingers growing up, you get you know sometimes you get called carrot top and you know all those lovely names. So in high school, when I was finally allowed to dye my hair, I started to dye my hair blonde, and then I started to get a lot of attention from, from <laughs> boys, right? Yeah. <laughs> so funny and so I was like oh my gosh well this is it like I just need to dye my hair blonde (laughs) ridiculous I'm well aware (laughs) but I actually had some deep-rooted self-confidence issues around my hair color like that it it was and it stemmed from childhood right and now obviously you can see my hair still red I get maybe a few little highlights but I totally embrace my ginger in me and um I know the beauty is that inner work, but it's, it's, 
you know, it's a process and it, and it takes time, but yes, in the past, that was my, um, that was my shadow that I, that I guess I experienced growing up. Um, today, self-confidence today, like just in terms of my image, like how I look on the outside. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about your body, how your body physically looks. Yeah. You know what? I actually don't think I do. I know that might sound crazy. Um, I know that might sound crazy. Um, so here, let me ask you, was there a time in your life that you did have a lot of, other than, you know, your hair, body, yeah. self-confidence issues? Because I mean, you've never been, you've never been a big person, like same with myself, but you know, I know there are different things that we go through, whether it's for your hair, whether it's for your breast yeah. size or whether, yeah. you know. So this might be a weird one. When I actually stopped exercising, because I went from, from uh, playing a lot of uh, sports, right? So I had a lot of muscle. So when I stopped, I actually lost a lot of muscle. I became very, very thin. Mm -hmm. So that was actually an issue. Um, cause I would look at my body and be like, Oh, I'm getting like thin and I don't look strong. Like I always love when women look very, very strong. Right. Um, so yeah, that was definitely, yeah, I would say so. I, that was definitely a self self-confidence issue. So that was probably in my, I don't know, mid mid twenties, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mid twenties. Um, but today now, um, no, honestly, like I'm just in such a good place and this is what I help women with. Right. I, oh, like the inner work is just, it's everything because when you can just wholeheartedly love every single ounce of your being, you're not going to nitpick what you look like on the outside. You just won't. Mm -hmm. You just, you just won't. Right. Um, yeah. And I mean, positive affirmations and stuff help a lot. Like if that's definitely a big struggle for, you know, anybody listening to this, um, doing those positive affirmations. So I am beautiful. I am worthy of love and belonging. Um, also, I don't know if you, have you ever talked to your audience about EFT or anything, emotional freedom technique? No, I haven't talked about that. I'd love for you to get into that. So that's very, very powerful in terms of, uh, you can use it with self body image, but basically you can use it for, for healing anything in the body, but, um, you can just YouTube EFT and there's so many amazing practitioners on there that you can look up, but basically emotional freedom technique, it uses acupuncture points in the body, but instead of using needles, you're using tapping. So when you go through this, you acknowledge how you're feeling. So to give you an example, you would tap on your points and you would say, even though I'm uh, lacking a lot of self-confidence around what I look like today, I deeply love and accept myself. Or even though I'm feeling ugly today, right, or fat or overweight, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. And the reason we acknowledge how we're feeling in this moment is because what we resist persists, right? So if we acknowledge it, we're saying, okay, I'm acknowledging this. I'm not resisting it anymore. I'm acknowledging it. And when you acknowledge it, it can release mm -hmm. from the body. So often people think, well, if I just ignore it, it'll go away. It doesn't work that way, right? And this is, this is what meditation does too. You acknowledge and then you let go. Mm -hmm. Right. So EFT, emotional freedom technique, it acknowledges how you're feeling and it's saying it's okay. It's okay that you're feeling this way, right? You still deeply love and accept yourself, even if you're having these self-confidence issues. 
Mm-hmm. I love that. I first heard of EFT uh, through Gabrielle Bernstein. I just love her. I love her. She's so amazing. She's amazing. Yeah. The first time it was Denise Duffield Thomas. Mm, <laughs> another good one. I know you love her. Yeah. So yeah, she, she does a lot of EFT work and yeah, we're seeing it pop up everywhere. Right. And it's, you know, such a great practice for you to implement in daily and you can do it at any time. Like you don't have to just sit down for 15 minutes and do it. You can, if you're having a bad day at work or you're, you're feeling anxious or, you know, some of these thoughts are coming up, go to the bathroom for like a minute and do some slight tapping EFT. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I think so many people get caught up in wanting results now or always looking at like that destination of arriving at that perfect mindset, that perfect body, that perfect life. And it's, it, it doesn't happen. You don't ever just arrive. <laughs> and no. the way that we think about ourselves and the way that we feel about ourselves is always in motion. And we're not, you know, you know, like what you're saying, your confidence has gone up and you have so much self-love, but there's always moments where we question things and then we have those bad days. And I think it's just allowing us to, re- like, re- like what you're saying, release ourselves from that, recognize it and, and talk yourself through it. Yeah, absolutely. It's a journey, right? Like anything, your health is a journey, right? Your weight mm-hmm. loss journey, like it's all, it's all a journey. And, and I know you see this a lot in your, in your practice, but I see it a lot in the, the at the wellness studio because people come in, they're like, I want to lose X amount of weight, or I want my hormones balanced, or I want my digestion improved. And I have to um, often remind them that it's, that it is a process, right? And you've got to enjoy that process because you'll you'll look back and be like, ah, like I remember when this happened, or I remember when this happened, right? And if you can have that that sense of mindfulness and awareness through your entire journey, you're gonna enjoy it so much more than the actual end result. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. There's not really a four week or an eight week or a twelve week plan just to completely change who you are and how you think. Yeah. It it doesn't work like that. Exactly. And I remember, well, when I started school for holistic nutrition in 2013, when we met, and it was just, you know, months of immersion and months of, you know, new uh, influences in my life that just slowly started tweaking things. And I look back, I am way further ahead than I was then. I'm way further ahead than I was just a year ago. And I know even a year from now, you know, we were just talking before we, we started the, the recording on this about five months ago, you know, you felt like a completely different person. <laughs> I said I was like if anyone wants to evolve become self-employed or become an entrepreneur because it basically like skyrockets your growth And well, that's the thing about running a business too. You really need to, you step back and you have a look at your life and how you operate and how you can improve. Because if you want your business to improve, if you want to improve the way you influence people, the way you impact the world, you have to improve. Exactly. Absolutely. And you you always have to kind of level up. Like I always think like when I attract different clients, I always think, okay, awesome. I've attracted this client because I've leveled up myself. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you stay stagnant, you're not going to be able to attract those people in, yes. into your life. Right. So yeah, very interesting. <laughs> so a lot of your work these days is around mm-hmm. meditation, uh, you know, for individuals and corporations. I know last week you were working with Pepsi, which is amazing. And I know meditation for myself is something that's very new within the last year or two. Uh, how, how does meditation work? Like, what is the science behind that for, for those of us listening who, who don't understand it? Yeah. So, um, 
meditation can take so many different forms. So I actually talked about this in, in my workshop with, with Patsy last week. Um, there's no right or wrong. There are so many different forms of meditation out there. So what I encourage you to do is to explore and see what resonates with you and what you enjoy. I think a lot of people have the perception that meditation is, you know, sitting in Lotus and, you know, it's just like peace all around you and you've got your candles and your incense going and you're sitting there for hours on a pillow or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> which is which is great if that's how you want to yeah. But um, it doesn't have to be that way, right? So meditation, you can make it your own. And there's so many amazing apps out there now. Um, You know, meditation classes and workshops are popping up all over the place. There's, you know, online programs. So there's so many options. But um, meditation can take a few different forms. So um, there's kundalini meditation, for instance, which which uses a lot of singing and and chanting. Those are very powerful. They work on um, certain chakras in the body and, and opening up. Um, any energetic blocks that you may have. Um, there's guided meditation, which is what I teach at um, one of the, the wellness studios that um, I work at. And it's 45 minutes. People are you know nice and comfy on their bolsters and pillows. And I'm basically talking. So every week I have a different theme based on the messages that, that I receive, the guidance that I receive. And it could be anything from, we do a lot of self-love work actually, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it could be self-love, um, it could be um, healing certain chakras, so maybe one week we, we focus on the heart chakra or the throat chakra. Um, sometimes we do a lot of visualization exercises as well, which helps people, um, especially if you're, if you're new to meditation, visualization is, a, is a, like having somebody guide you through a visualization is a great way to start because your mind can at least focus on something instead of just sitting in silence. Mm-hmm. That was another form. Yeah. I was gonna say, that's what I noticed about when I started meditation, my mind would start wandering. I'm like, no, concentrate. And then I get mad at myself. <laughs> yeah. It's the meditation is like the ultimate test for, for control. Right. So, um, you gotta, you actually have to let go of the control. You have to trust and like be okay with, with the process. But um, yeah, another form of meditation is just complete silence, right? And um, for somebody who's been practicing for a, for a little bit longer, I encourage you to um, evolve to that place um, for the reason that when there's no guided language or anything, you have a strong ability to connect to your higher self, source, energy, God, whatever your definition is, guides, your angels, and you can receive the messages that you need to receive, right? So um, you hear me talk about this all the time because mm-hmm. I preach this all the time, but we're all here for a purpose, right? We're not here to make money totally. and just pay our bills and die. Like it's, We are here because we're energy, right? And we're, we, we all have souls and we all have these incredible, unique gifts. But most of us are not using those gifts because we're not quieting our, our mind and we're constantly busy, right? We're, we're running and dri- driving from place to place and we're not taking time out to connect to our soul. We have to connect to our soul so we can receive the messages that we need to receive. And um, obviously easier said than done. This is a journey for me too. And, and you know, this is, I look at this as, I feel like such a beginner in this area. I really do because 
you know, oh gosh, it's a, like you said, it's a journey, right? So when I'm 80 years old, like <laughs> I'm excited because <laughs> I hope by that time <laughs> I will have received a lot of very important messages. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a process, but taking that time out to connect to your soul is, is essential in living your healthiest life and just, yeah, life that you're totally proud of and, you know, living in a, in a place of fulfillment and peace and joy and mm. all that fun stuff. I love that. Yeah. I love that. So yeah, some of the science, I mean, there's, I think you asked about science, right? Science behind meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, there's tons of science behind meditation. I think this is why so many corporations are bringing in meditation into the workplace, right? Because it is evidence-backed, uh, right? Mm-hmm. And there is research on it, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it boosts health, right? So um, it, it can increase immunity, decrease inflammation, decrease pain. Um, so there's the health aspect. There's the, the happiness aspect, right? Um this is actually probably a big one. I know you you have a similar sort of um, story as me with just, you know, happiness and um, a little bit of anxiety and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. it's, I truly believe, like for me, this has been a big game changer. So maybe people will connect with this. But um, my happiness has evolved and has gotten so strong that the deeper that I connect spiritually if I don't have that spiritual peace, my happiness will suffer because then my happiness is simply on an external field. So we can go through life. We can, you know, buy the nice car, buy the, the nice clothes, you know, buy the, the, the mala beads <laughs> or buy any of those physical things, which are going to make us happy for, for a quick moment. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are all external, right? Pure, like I mean like genuine happiness comes from the inside, right? And um, for me anyways, it's it's when I have a, a deep connection to my spirituality and um, to, to my higher self, I understand why I'm here. And I, I'm continuing to peel back those layers to really understand authentically who I am. The more I uncover around who I am, my happiness increases yes. and meditation teaches you to do that. You, you're peeling back the, the layers to, to really know who you are. You're owning your own stuff through that process, right? You're peeling the layers off of that onion and you're connecting to your authenticity. Mm-hmm. I love that. And you know, we met for coffee a few weeks ago and I remember saying to you, if I could teach one thing, I would just want to teach people to be happy. Like it's, uh-huh. When you get to that blissful point in your life of just knowing who you are, like what you need in your life, uh, how you want to connect with people and basically how you want to live your life. And I love that you pointed out about meditation. Um, You know, they might call them like downloads or intuitive hits or, you know, getting more connected with your soul. And I think it just, we talk to ourselves so often, but we don't want to listen. And I have found for myself that meditation has allowed all that junk to clear out of uh, what I think other people's expectations are, that negative self-talk of myself. And I get these really awesome like downloads or hits of like, you should do this, or it would be awesome to do that. And like, that's how this podcast came about or my webinar series or things that I do. It's just honestly like, it's almost like a higher calling hit and I fall into it and I love it. And 
I think you've learned as well in business is like, I'm not going to do anything that doesn't feel good for me now. If it doesn't feel good for me, I'm not going to show up for my community the way that I should. Absolutely. Right. So imagine if like everybody in the world did that. Right. And, and, you know, and obviously we're not, we're not perfect. We don't listen to our soul hundred percent of the time. I don't know if anybody does mm. other than like Buddha or someone, <laughs> but, um, but imagine if, you know, most of the world lived this way, what would we be creating, right? How would we be, how would we be, how would we be showing up in the world, right? Because if you are absolutely loving what you're doing and it's from that soul place, it's making you feel so good, you're vibrating at such a higher frequency, right? And when you're vibrating at a higher frequency, you're going to feel better, health will be better, law of attraction, you'll connect with those other people also vibrating at that frequency. So there's, um, yeah, absolutely. I hundred percent agree. Yeah. And I love that you said that too about health. It's, and I I've noticed through myself and through my practice with clients, it is very hard to change someone's health or change their body physically. If they are not happy, if Mm -hmm. they are not living their life the way that they want, whether it's in a, a bad, you know, rundown job or a relationship or just the way that they're connecting with their children, like all of that plays such a huge role in how our bodies function and people don't even realize it. Yeah. Well, it's stress, right? Mm-hmm. So if, you know, if you're going to a job every single day that you don't enjoy, your cortisol levels are going to increase. You're going to be more stressed out. Your adrenals are going to be totally taxed, right? Mm-hmm. So that impact on your health is, Mm-hmm. massive right um yeah and sometimes I mean with career specifically some people sometimes people are a little afraid to make that switch and I know we've we've both been there and um it's not as scary I remember people saying that I remember you saying that to me it's not as scary as you think yeah <laughs> and um yeah it's not as scary as you think and things like when you when you trust things fall into place so beautifully um just as they should because you're creating space in your life right as soon as you create space mm-hmm. right you're gonna feel you're gonna have more mindfulness you're gonna have more space for the things that that really matter mm-hmm. and that are important to you well it's fear of the unknown right we get into almost like a comfort bubble and even mm-hmm. though we know we're not happy there it's always a fear of what if it doesn't work out or what if this isn't right. But I just, I think we just need to believe in ourselves more. I mean, if you feel a calling to do something or to quit something or shift your life, like you have to follow that nudge or else you're not going to be fulfilled. So when you said belief, right, because you Mm -hmm. hear that so many times, right, people, and I think so many women struggle with belief. Mm -hmm. And I'm a huge advocate that the belief comes from your higher self right? It does. It truly does. If you're connecting spiritually and you have that relationship with your higher self, source, God, energy, your guides, your belief in yourself is going to be so much stronger because you're getting the messages that you need to get. You're listening to your soul so you can have that confidence there. Um, Are you going to have moments of doubt? Yeah, absolutely you will. But the stronger you cultivate that relationship over time, you'll have less and less and less doubt because you'll see things unfold in your life in such a beautiful, beautiful way that you can't not have the belief in yourself Mm -hmm. and the messages that you're getting. Absolutely. And it's, yeah, it's just, it's just trusting that. And I truly believe, I mean, we wouldn't get inspired ideas or, you know, nudges to do things if we weren't supposed to do them. Exactly. 
Um, I know we all kind of have a little squirrel brain and I know myself, I get excited over things usually faster than I should, but I, I've learned to trust myself. And if, if I get an idea and I'm excited about it and I can't get it out of my head for a few days, I know that that's something I should follow through with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, meditation has been around for, for centuries, right? You know, why do you think it's becoming more popular and more mainstream these days? Ooh, okay. So that's a great question, actually. So when I, I started to work for Lululemon, when was that? It was right out of university. Um, and when I started working for them, yoga was not big yet. Okay. And I remember when I started working for them, I remember thinking, I need to start doing yoga. I just had this like soul calling. I need to start doing yoga. And um, and I remember people would pick at me all the time, like in my social circle, like, oh, you do yoga, like Lululemon, da 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 da, da right? And I had this mindset that I was like, yoga is going to be massive in the next like five years. Like I just, I knew it. I was like, it's going to be Huge. So the same thing is happening with meditation right now. Okay. Mm. It's gonna be huge. It already is getting massive, but in the next five to 10 years, everybody's going to be meditating. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my, my, uh, my intuitive sense or my, <laughs> my third eye opening up. Um, but yeah, why is it so big? I think because the first step was yoga, right? Yoga taught people to connect to their body again, to start cultivating awareness again. Now, uh, it started off, I, w- I want to say, actually, with more of a physical practice. Most people, when they first start doing yoga, it's it's simply for the physical ac- activity, the asana practice, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then when you practice for a period of time, you start to become really fascinated and um, very drawn to the other aspects of yoga, That's the spiritual piece, the mindfulness piece, the awareness piece, the understanding who you are piece, right? Um, and that's where the meditation comes in. So I honestly feel like it's just that next step in um, humanity and where we're evolving and where our consciousness is evolving. And that I, I talk a lot about just this next generation coming through, right? They're, um, like I see my, my nieces and, and nephews and they're just, they're a heightened level of consciousness mm-hmm. and which makes me so, so excited. Um, but they're going to need this meditation. They're going to need it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting to look at where humanity is right now. And we've spent so many decades, you know, pushing and building and onto such a time restraint and busyness that our health is at a crashing point, our happiness is at a crashing point, and people are starting to wake up to, I don't feel good, like life should not be like this. And yeah, I, I'm seeing that huge shift in people too, whether they're leaving relationships or changing careers or just wanting more freedom in their life. And just it, and it just comes back to that consciousness of wanting, to, I think, just to really connect with themselves again. Like we crave connection as, as human beings. Yeah, people are realizing that this, the, the materialistic world that we've created here, right, with this main focus and with this, you know, very particular definition of success, you know, having X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. that this isn't leading to, to peace, fulfillment, and happiness. People are starting to wake up and realize that. Um, and, yeah, this is definitely why there's a, there's a big shift in people wanting to do meditation and practicing more mindfulness. It's becoming very acceptable, too. Um, which is great to see. Um, 
going in the corporate setting, it was very interesting because normally I do nutrition workshops. Um, so doing a doing a meditation workshop for such a large corporation like um, PepsiCo was an interesting experience to see just the different types of people and which ones were responsive and which ones weren't. And yeah, there's you know everyone's on their own journey, so you really can't judge anyone. But uh, there's definitely a shift happening. Mm-hmm. And I think more of those people who are just craving more of that connection with themselves will be more open to it. There are. A lot of people who are closed off, a lot of people who shut down, you know, even from an emotional perspective as well, right? But even look at, you know, how social media is going, we're more video focused, we're more live, you know, those stories, like we want real authentic, you know, connection with anybody, whether it's, you know, through online, uh, which is why, you know, I started this podcast, you know, so we can kind of just, you know, talk more freely as women and, and the issues that we have. And I'm seeing more and more people craving that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. So... If someone is looking to start meditation and they're totally new to it, you know, maybe they've, th- like what you said, thought of themselves just sitting on a pillow with their hands open and it doesn't have to be like that, uh, what would you suggest as a, a first step if someone wants to start meditating? Yeah. Um, great. So apps. <laughs> apps are such a you know, easy way, right? There's um, the mindfulness app, there's Headspace, there's Calm. You can literally Google and just see a bunch of uh, meditation apps come up. Um, so I would say, yeah, da- download a couple apps, see which ones you like, and start tracking each day. Start with five minutes a day. That's it, five minutes a day. And I highly encourage you to get up to 30 minutes a day. We should be spending 30 minutes a day in meditation, connecting to our soul, de-stressing, deep breathing. Like, if you can spend 30 minutes scrolling through social media, there's no reason you can't spend 30 <laughs> minutes doing meditation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but start with five minutes because, like you said, you might experience, well, you will experience, I wouldn't say might, <laughs> you will experience lots of thoughts and that monkey mind. And that's okay. That is that is part of the process. I think a lot of people think um, meditation is for their thoughts to completely stop, but that's not meditation, Right. It's simply noticing with awareness when your mind is wandering to the past or the future or to any stresses, anxieties, worries, or to your to-do list. And you cultivate a deepened sense of awareness over time so you can draw yourself back to that present moment each time, coming back to your breath. So that is, it's not about stopping your thoughts. It's about cultivating such strong awareness that every time the mind wanders, you can snap your fingers, you can come right back. To the here and now because now right now is it's the only moment that we have right the only moment um so yeah the apps i would say is is a good start um what else i mean youtube you can go on youtube and you can look up different kundalini meditations um there's one very powerful one called follow me here rama da Sa, sa, se, so hung. <laughs> you can remember that. <laughs> um, but if you type that in, it's it's so beautiful. It's so powerful. And um, yeah, you just sit cross-legged. You can hum out the, 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 the sound and listen to the vibration of the, the song. And um, every time I do that meditation, I cry. I feel huge openings in my body. Um, so yeah, very, very powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just start, right? start with five minutes and then 
go from there. If you can have, um, I'm a huge believer in having a success team around you. Um, and I know Sarah, you do too. You know, you, you have those people that, that support you in your, your own self care as well. So, you know, having that naturopath, having, you know, that Cairo or having your acupuncturist or your massage therapist, right? Having that success team. So just like you have all those things, it's so important to have, uh, I would say a couple people that can kind of help you along your spiritual journey, whether that's, you know, a Reiki practitioner, a meditation instructor, but having those people as part of your success team um, is going to be essential with helping you along this journey. Mm -hmm. Because like what you mentioned there, you know, there's a lot of emotions that come up, right? And I find for myself, like I find myself crying or tears will be streaming down my face. I'll be happy. There won't necessarily be any feelings of upset, but it's interesting what comes to surface when we, when we take that time. And sometimes we just need to release, right? You know, with so many things going on in the world, right? I I know everybody knows as well, just all the violence and everything happening. Um, For a lot of people, if you're listening to this and you're an empath or you're a healer or, you know, you work in this line of work, um, helping people, um, you're going to sometimes feel emotions on a global scale and you're going to be holding those things on. So we need to be releasing and a great way to release is to, is to cry. Mm, Beautiful. So how has meditation changed your life? Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. So obviously, yes, I meditate myself. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I was going to say, how has, how has teaching changed my life? Because I, I am teaching meditation has like completely changed my life. It's, um, so I'll, I'll go through both, but teaching has given me just a, such a strong confidence in this line of work um, with helping people holistically heal, right? So if I can lead people with my voice and I see people experience these emotions, I see these releases with people, like it is the best feeling in the world um, just to give people that really safe space to to, to be able to do that, right? Um, so that has changed my life because I think when you first go into this field, for me anyways, there was still a little bit of self-doubt as to, to what I was doing. So when I can see people really heal, it's worth everything in the world. Um, so that has that's helped me so much and just it's impacted my, my life tremendously just by helping people along that journey. Um, and then for me, um, it's all about, I mentioned this before, but just connecting to who I actually am, right? Um, You know, like I was talking about growing up, I had my label as, okay, well, I'm an athlete. You know, that was my label. And then in university, I'm a partier and I'm a business student. Like I've always identified myself as these titles and labels my whole life because that's what we're taught, right? When when you meet someone, they say, hi, I'm so-and-so. What is it that you do? That's like the first question people ask because we're, we identify who we are with these light labels and titles and meditation has taught me to identify myself beyond I'm a holistic nutritionist or yoga teacher or a business grad or whatever, 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 you know, Mm -hmm. like those are just titles and labels are not who you are. So meditation teaches you to peel back those layers to know who you are beyond everything you've achieved on paper. Mm-hmm. 
interesting you say that. And you're right. We all put those, it's, it's almost like we attach our identity to all these external things and, um, our ego. it's our ego. Definitely. And I knew when, when I stopped competing and I had built my business up around competitions and I was this fitness model and this figure athlete and winning my pro card. And then when I stopped all that, I had a massive identity crisis. I didn't know how to internalize success for myself because I was placing it on my competitions, placing it on my body, placing it on people's praise. And that was a huge growth phase to realize like who, who I am as an actual like soul being outside of all of these things that people see me as absolutely and we're not taught that right I wasn't taught that as a kid so this is why mindfulness needs to be a part of a part of the school system because you know you will go through a breaking point at some point you know if if, especially if you're a high achiever like you Mm. you've always been a very high achiever person but that will only last so long right and then you'll you'll feel this soul urge to want to discover more. Yeah, it's funny. The, the less I do, the the better I feel. It's yeah. We're almost like trying to like chase happiness, really, but you there's yeah. you don't just get it. You, oh, you, you learn to feel it. Yeah, it's that like next stimulant. That's how we're, again, we're trained to, right, to go, go to school. You, you get your diploma, then you get your degree, and then you get a good job, and then you own this. We're taught to constantly achieve, right? Mm-hmm. And that's how, that's how I've been my whole life. Like I remember like always, every year setting all my goals. Okay. I've got to reach all my goals. Like high achiever, very highly goal oriented, which is it, which is great in itself, but it's understanding that your worthiness is not attached to what you achieve, right? So meditation teaches you to be worthy even beyond your titles, your labels, and what you achieve on the outside, you're still worthy, right? Because you're here, you're worthy to be here. Mm -hmm. And that's what I found about the physical body too. If, if I was searching for to have abs or to be super ripped, that would give me worth. But I found by finding my worth, my body just naturally, you know, stays lean and fit and it feels so good now. Yeah. So great. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You get to that point. No, it's, it's amazing. Beautiful, beautiful. So, I mean, you offer meditation classes, you know, you do corporate events, and you have a retreat coming up. So I would love for you to tell us about that and like how that came to light and how we can get in on that. Yeah. So the meditation classes right now um, are at Pure Energy Wellness Lust, which are in Etobicoke. They're Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. And I think we're adding possibly another class time in there, but there's tons of awesome classes, including yoga classes. Um, and my retreat, I'm so excited. So (laughs) it's coming up in November. It's from November 17th to 19th. It's in Prince Edward County. Um, if you're unfamiliar with that area, it's a beautiful wine country and it's going to be absolutely stunning with all the, the fall colors. Um, so I actually collaborated with two amazing women that are lifestyle mindset and business coaches. Um, it's funny because originally I I was going to do this retreat by myself. And I wanted it to just be um, yoga and uh, meditation and and nutrition. And then I kept getting this little voice, right? (laughs) My soul, (laughs) my higher self kept saying, no, Steph, like you got to teach women how to connect to their soul. Like you're, that needs to, needs to be the the theme. And so I reached out to these, um, these two ladies, Tanya and Kelly, and they were like, yes, we're in. (laughs) They loved the idea. 
and now we can all we, we're all bringing our skills together for a weekend ret retreat to yes help people de-stress um, but ultimately we're teaching people how to peel back those layers and to really connect to their soul. So, um, they're doing more, yes, business strategy, mindset, abundance stuff. And then I'm doing more spirituality, um, yoga, energetic, um, stuff. Beautiful. <laughs> All that jazz. I love it. I'm so excited. I'm going to be joining you guys. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, anybody here listening want to get in on that? How can people connect with you? What is your website, Instagram handle? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the, should I spell out the retreat website? Is it connected to your website? Um, no. <laughs> but if you go on my Instagram, mm -hmm. it's the link that's on my Instagram. So my Instagram is stephanie.morrison and the link is in for the retreat is in my profile. Um, it's www.bit.ly slash live fully alive retreat with a capital L. Um, that will take you to the retreat page. And then my personal business page is stephaniemorrison.org. Beautiful, beautiful. I will uh, link that in my Instagram as well for you guys for that retreat so you guys can check that out. Amazing. Thank you so, so much. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you so much for joining me uh, today and sharing your wealth of knowledge and experience and, and wisdom. I, I love connecting with you. You're one of my favorite people. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> you're my soul sister. <laughs> I know. Every time I'm like having a week, I'm like, oh, I need some stuff. I need some stuff. <laughs> I know that's why when you asked me to do this I was like yeah that's this is what we do anyways this is how we talk so yeah yeah record it. <laughs> I know that's why I'm like we can be as wooey as we want to be <laughs> exactly well thank you so much for for having me um yeah it's been such a pleasure and I'm so excited to have you at the at the retreat it's going to be amazing beautiful beautiful thank you Steph Thank you guys so, so, so much. I hope you had a blast as I did here chatting with Stephanie and that you took so many amazing nuggets away from this show. Again, if you want to reach out to her, stephaniemorrison.org is her website or look her up on Instagram, Stephanie Morrison. I will also link to my Instagram as well for her retreat. I would love for you to jump over to iTunes on your desktop or laptop. Give a review and a rating for this show if you love this information and if it is helping you, it really helps, uh, you know, boost the visibility and the, and the ratings for this show so that we can get this information into, into more and more hands. Also, please subscribe if you love this and you want to get notifications for new podcasts showing up. And of course, I am always active on Instagram at sarah.fennel. Drop me a line, drop me a comment, drop me a screenshot that you're listening to this podcast and just say hello. Until next time. Whoa.